Before we get into uh, praying for the various needs that we do need to pray for, I want to share with you the thought that God's put in my heart for all of us. Let me read a portion of scripture that we read last Wednesday. Then I just want to add a couple of verses after that. In Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Last week, we were talking about the Apostle Paul uh, having heard about the church in Colossae. He had not visited yet there yet, uh, but now he's writing to them, and he heard about uh, how they had this faith in Christ and how they had this love for one another, but knowing that they were young in their faith, he uh, let them know that he was continually praying, or as we used the phrase last week, unceasingly praying for them, uh, that uh, they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will and filled with this spiritual wisdom and understanding so that they would grow in their knowledge of the Lord. In other words, they would mature spiritually. And we talked about how it's so critical for all of us to continue to pray, not to stop praying, asking God to fill us with the knowledge of his will. And we talked about how being filled with the knowledge of God's will means that we are saturated with God's will to the measure that it controls our life. See, so it's more than just having an overall general uh, knowledge, but it was more intense and personal on a day-to-day -day basis uh, in going after God and, and, and asking the Lord, let me know today, God, what your will is for my life today so that I might fulfill that. So that it begins to control our daily life because we desire to fulfill the very purpose for which God saved us. And that we accomplish this uh, through spiritual wisdom and understanding, meaning that there is wisdom is knowing how to use that knowledge correctly, knowing how we discern God's will, but then how do we operate then? Knowing what God wants, how do we go about fulfilling that? That's where spiritual wisdom and understanding come into play. And now Paul continues uh, this 
unceasing prayer because now he prays for spiritual strengthening. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight for a few moments here. This spiritual strengthening so that God would help them. In other words, this, this spiritual strengthening that God would empower the believers with his glorious might so that for the purpose of producing in them something that we need to recognize we all need tonight. And that is great endurance, patience, and thanksgiving. And so let's make that connection to all of us and, and how uh, the, the Spirit of the Lord began to minister to my heart uh, regarding this time of prayer. We have this current climate in America where we obviously, there's at the very forefront, there's the pandemic and all that that brings. Uh, the, the, the countless thousands of people that are sick, some that are in the hospitals, uh, that as a result of that, some loved ones that have passed away. And so you have people who are grieving on, on top of uh, the, the current situation, right? We have the pandemic has created all kind of restrictions in our life. And now uh, life as we know it has been told, turned totally upside down and all the way around and everything is changed from the way we used to live two years ago. Uh, there's the economic hardship that it has brought into many people's lives. Some have lost their businesses. Uh, others have lost their jobs because businesses have suffered and all of this kind of stuff as a result of the pandemic. And on top of that, uh, added to that climate is the, the climate of this, the, the, the disturbing weather patterns and the things that have been happening in our country where on the West Coast, you have all of these fires that are still, by the way, raging out of control. They've been out of the news lately, but they still haven't been able to put all those things out. And just when they think they got them, another one springs up. And then the other areas in the Southwest part, they are dealing with extreme drought conditions where they never had those uh, drought levels and the water uh, levels dip to where it is right now. They had the, all the historic lows happening in certain parts of the Southwest. And then in, in the, on the East Coast, you have areas like Tennessee that even before the hurricane hit, they were experiencing extraordinary flooding that they'd never experienced before. And then, of course, we have the hurricane and all the, the impact that it brought about in people's lives and still has because it's devastated so many along the East Coast. And if that wasn't enough, then you have this charged atmosphere uh, that, that there's this spirit of anger that's prevailing our nation. That we have uh, politics now is at the forefront. I, I'm, going, I'm, I'm 69 years old. I have never seen politics create such an uproar in, in our nation as it has in these last couple of years. And it, it infiltrated even into the church and all of these things that are happening and, and everybody's at each other's throat. And then add to that the social injustice and how people feel about that. And there's this spirit, overwhelming spirit of anger that's even impacted the church of Jesus Christ. And in this climate, we need to recognize that as a result of it, it will sap our spiritual energy. Yeah. Living in such a climate, it will sap and drain 
our spiritual strength. More than ever before, we need to unceasingly pray for spiritual strengthening. That God would empower the church, his people, with his glorious might so that it would produce, first one, great endurance. Great endurance. Now, what this means, literally in the Greek, it means to have this cheerful and hopeful ability to, to last, to endure. So in other words, it's not, I'm enduring, I'm enduring, I'm enduring. It's not, it's, it's enduring with the right attitude. In other words, it's lasting with the right attitude. This is far uh, more in, than, than just hanging in there. You know, sometimes you talk to people, hey, how you doing? Well, I'm hanging in there. Uh, God doesn't want us hanging in there. God wants us to, to have great endurance. It, it, we're talking about a spiritual demeanor that isn't swayed by outside circumstances. And the reason why we need to pray for spiritual strengthening is because when we become spiritually weak, when the outside climate impacts us spiritually and we get weaker, then we're tempted to give up hope. We're tempted sometimes to give up altogether. Remember, endurance means I am not just going to throw in the towel, but I'm going to stick it through, and I'm going to stick it through with a cheerful and hopeful attitude, where hopeful means I, I have an expectation that something good is going to happen. How many know in this day and age, we need to have a cheerful, hopeful spirit? Because it's so easy to, to get bent out of shape. It's so easy to get depressed. It's so easy. Just look at this, all of this climate that we're in. And man, you can start wondering, Jesus, we're never going to make this. It, you know, you could just have this hopelessness that can creep into your spirit. And so, that's why we need to pray for spiritual strengthening. That God would empower us with his glorious power. And that's critical to us to recognize you can't produce this great endurance. I can't produce this great endurance. This is not us, oh, no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. This is not trying to, us trying to exert some, some kind of uh, do, uh, a, a, a power in and of ourselves. This is not us trying to psych ourselves up into this thing. This has got to be God empowering his people so that Regardless of our circumstances that are around us, regardless of this phenomenal climate that we find ourselves in, we can maintain this cheerful and, and hopeful spirit that God desires among his people. Second thing Paul prayed for is so that we could not only have great endurance, but number two, that is patience. Now, patience here literally means the ability to endure long. So the key word for us is that word long. Now, this deals with our spiritual disposition regarding time. We all have a certain measure of patience. 
the key factor in patience is always time. Right? I have patience for you for five minutes. And after that, I have no more patience. I have patience uh, for you to get your act together. But what I'm trying to say to you, and I may not say it literally, and you may not say it literally, what we're saying is I'm giving you time to get your act together. But there is a limitation to that time. It doesn't go on forever, right? You have patience with somebody until the time is up, and then all of a sudden you blow up. Are you like me or am I the only one that's so sinful? Right? And so what happens here in this atmosphere where we have been now uh, two years uh, almost, right, in COVID uh, and all the restriction and all the hoopla that goes along with that and all the things that are going on with the climate and, and, the, and, the, and, and the, the politics and all of that, it's so easy to say, God, I'm tired of the whole thing. Enough's enough already. In fact, one of the problems that we have and why this pandemic continues to last is because as, as, a, as a country, we, ha we have a very short time. Our patience runs out very quickly. And because of that, people had come to the point when you run out of patience, look, I don't care what they say, we're gonna party. I don't care what they say, we're gonna get together. And next thing you know, you turn around and you have all of these gatherings, and even the government is, is guilty of this too. And don't care what everybody, hey, uh, you can't, let's, restriction? No, let's have Lollapalooza. Or let's have this, or let's have that. And they have the stadiums are full, and all of these things. Football is back on. You think people, uh, uh, they don't, money doesn't drive our nation? Why do you think football is back into the picture? And stadiums have 50,000, 80,000 people in the stadiums. They don't care about COVID. They care about almighty dollar. And patience has run out. And people are tired of sheltering in place. And all of a sudden, they lose their patience. And I said, it's all, all anything goes right now. And so you have the moms and dads, parents specifically, who have lost patience and wondering what's going to happen with my child in school. And, all, and this, wants, this party wants this and that party wants that and everybody's in an uproar. It's this patient that we're talking about is a spiritual disposition because no, that we need to have because no one knows when the climate is going to get better. And what happens is when we become spiritually weakened because this thing lingers and, and it goes on and the longer the difficult times, whatever it might be in your life, the longer the difficult times prevail, the more you become tempted not to wait for God. The more we become tempted to move ahead without God. Remember Saul, the, uh, the first king of Israel, selected by God. He, the uh, uh, prophet Samuel arranged a time to come and offer the sacrifice with King Saul. Saul was, uh, excuse me, Samuel didn't come when Saul felt he should come. And he decided not to wait for Samuel. And he offered the sacrifice that he was not allowed by, by God's law to offer. And just as he's offering it, 
Samuel shows up. I said, what have you done? And he, and he tries to give all kind of excuses, but the bottom line is he didn't have any patience. And isn't that how it works with us? Especially when it comes to prayer. Come on, let's be honest tonight. When there's a a, a turmoil that's going on in your life, when there's a situation that you will desperately need God to move, what you and I, what we all need is this patient that we're talking about. This is not human patient that you and I have uh, uh, so little of. This is supernatural, spirit-empowered patience to wait on God, to trust God. To say, I am not going to get ahead of God. No matter how bad the situation gets, no matter what's going down, I am not going to allow that thing to cause me to lose my patience, to, to cause me not to wait on God. To try to get the situation fixed myself. Because I just can't wait any longer. And we've all been in that place that when we have gone spiritually weak, and we have no more patience, and we make that critical mistake, instead of going to God for more patience, we just go and try to fix the situation on our own, and we make it even that much more worse. We've all been in that place. That's why we need to pray tonight for spiritual strengthening. We need to ask God for his glorious might to empower all of us so that no matter how difficult the situation may be and how long it will last, we will wait for the Lord and not give up. Lastly, Paul prayed for great endurance. He prayed that we experience patience. And then lastly is gratitude. Notice he said, I want joyful thanksgiving. Have you been in that place where you know giving thanks is the right thing to do, but you don't do it joyfully? God, I want to thank you that you are faithful. God, I want to thank you. You've always provided all I need. You've never given me everything I want, but you have given me everything that I need. So I'm thankful for that. We've all been in that place where we've been thankful, well, but not joyfully thankful. And in the midst of this climate where so many things are happening all around us, it's so easy to join the party and get an angry spirit, a complaining spirit, a grumbling spirit, rather than a spirit of gratitude where we joyfully give thanks. Always remembering what God has done. Always remembering that God is faithful and that God has always provided for everything that we need. And we need to constantly pray because the atmosphere, the climate, saps our spiritual strength to the measure where if if we're not careful to get strength from God again, we'll start getting spiritually weak. And then in tough times, that grumbling spirit comes up. That complaining spirit comes up. And our focus shifts from what God has done to what God has not done. And I don't know about you, but you can't pray in faith when your focus is on what God has not done. 
You can only pray in faith when you realize what God has done and what he has promised he will do. Blessed be his wonderful name. We're talking tonight about this unceasing prayer. We cannot stop praying for spiritual strength because life as it is drains us spiritually, saps our strength spiritually. Every single day, we have battles that are going on all around us. Every single day, there are choices that you and I have to make. Have you ever made a decision when you are exhausted and tired? And you know you've made the wrong decision? And you made it simply for one thing. I can't be bothered. I'm so exhausted. I just want to get this thing out of the way. Just do whatever. The, one, the worst thing for me, I've learned as a pastor, that when I get to the place where I am tired, I know I need to get a break because the last thing I need, if I keep going, I will say something, I will do something that I know I shouldn't do because I'm doing it out of exhaustion. I'm doing it out of a spirit that's weary. And we've all been in that place. And that's why, brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul prayed for this young church and why the Spirit of the Lord had inspired him to write it down so that you and I could read it tonight and recognize we're just like they are. We need spiritual strengthening. We need God's holy power to equip us, to undergird us so that we can have great endurance. We can have the right spirit while we are waiting for God. And we can have this, this patience that says, I am not going to give up. I'm not going to get ahead of God. I'm going to trust and wait on the Lord. And while I'm doing that, not only am I going to be joyful, but I'm going to be filled with the spirit of gratitude. I want to continue to offer up the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Even though I got tough times, I can still be grateful. And I can be grateful with a joyful heart. Isn't that why the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice. And in all things, give thanks. Yeah. 